0: Hello, everyone. I am Natasha Ryan with The North Group, and this is our podcast, Time to Head North. Uh, today, we have an exciting recap. We just got back from IPSB, a Close Protection Conference in Vegas. Jake was there, our head intel analyst, Steve, our CEO, was there, and we all had a big kumbaya with our colleagues and uh, potential clients, current clients, and it's a really overall nice conference, I thought. Um, We were fortunate to be a sponsor, and I was lucky enough to help out by MCing it. So we had our hand in this one uh, for sure. So I'd like to just start by saying overall, you know, I kept saying it kind of feels like that conference is my favorite because it feels like a high school reunion, Um, which everyone kind of laughed at. Uh I don't know how you guys feel, but it just although and that's great there's still this sense of intimacy where you actually get to see everybody that you know and walk by and at least say hi and chat for a few seconds whereas opposed to some of the other conferences that are larger it's harder to meet up sometimes so that's what i enjoy so much about this conference um steve what was your take
1: yeah i mean you know i really enjoy the the seeing friends new and old um seeing people that you know we've followed or worked with over the last year um new ones old ones um i think there was information um you know there's things that i would like to see more of there's things that i would love to see less of um you know i think that the people that you know uh, attempt to put it on um attempt with within the bandwidth of which they're given to do it. Um, I think there's a lot of information. Um, it's it's very vendor heavy. Um, it's very protector heavy. I think that there's there's a lot of good information that comes out of it, but I also believe that as an industry, it, it's we're missing some of the stuff in the direction that we're going.
0: We're coming back to that, Jake. <laughs> What about you overall? What'd you think? Was this your first conference CPC?
2: Yeah, this was my first conference. Uh, so I, I worked the booth mostly, uh, I got to catch a few speakers, uh, but I mean, I met a ton of people. I mean, I probably talked to everybody there, uh, met a lot of young guys around my age that were getting their brand new to the industry and stuff and they're bright eyed, bushy tailed. And it was kind of, you know, they said that they read some of my stuff before. So I was like, Oh, okay. So
0: awesome. That's awesome. I,
2: <laughs> kind have a, a fan. Yeah, but overall I think it was a good experience. Learned a lot.
0: Do we do we now have a Jake fan club? Should we I, should I, would, we set that up? I wouldn't
2: say uh it could be like a Jake critique club, but
1: uh, <laughs> uh I don't know about a fan club.
0: <laughs> Obviously
2: I'm I'm just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Up. His uh, Instagram following did not go up from this.
2: <laughs> it actually went down. <laughs> considerably, <laughs> like a
1: good amount. Our res- our residential our residential country artist did not gain more followers.
2: And yeah, who thought that the security industry doesn't really mesh well with musicians? Who who thought you know?
0: Yeah, and those of you listening, Jake actually is a country singer, so this is not as out of left wing as one would think. Um, okay, so I'm gonna say from my perspective, um, just you know, this is my second year. So compared from last year to this year, I will say I quite enjoyed the lineup of speakers. Um, I was very happy to see some things on that agenda that I don't remember seeing the previous year, specifically when Janina Linka talked about mental health and resilience. Um, heard so much great feedback. And, you know, the, the reason IPSB put that in the agenda. Is there had been so many requests from people attending that conference um, that struggle with issues that wanted that to come to light and wanted to open that floor up and have that conversation and hear more about it. So I was super excited to see her get up and be, um, you know, vulnerable and articulate all at once and really let us inside. Even, even her saying. I take antidepressants, um, you know, 10 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. No one would have been on stage saying that. So for her to, to get up there and be so forthcoming with what she's gone through and what she continues to go through and, and admitting all of that in front of an audience, not knowing who's going to run with it or what they're going to say. I just kudos to Janina. I was super, super proud of her, um, for doing that and happy to see it on a stage of, uh, of, of people that it could really be a value to if they start having that conversation the way they should. Thoughts?
1: Yeah. I, I think that there's, there's a lot. I personally, I mean, Brian Flannery's presentation was yeah. good. Um, yeah,
0: that was good.
1: I, I think that, I mean, obviously where we sit, I think there's, there's a major lack of understanding for intelligence in our, in our space and, to see the vendors and the providers and the folks that, you know, attempt to, or do what we do every day, as far as identifying threats and then reacting to them with whatever suite of services are, are being indicated as needed. I I saw a lot of that. I see a lot of people moving towards technology use, um, over, you know, brawn or, or, or experience. Um, I see a lot of that and you know, and Brian Flannery, just, he covered that, um, brilliantly. It was really interesting to see the BPP, um, as is and IPSB all on the stage together. And, and, you know, I've got a multitude of respect for, for most of those folks involved. And, and it's, it's interesting because you've got, you know, you've got, um, my my good friend, James Cameron, You have got, um, you know, our good friend, you know, Chris Story, um, Chuck Tobin, who's phenomenal. Um, and, and, you know, these Very. guys have all been in the industry for many years, right? And yeah. everybody, everybody wants the same thing in some regards, but is trying to go about it in different ways. And, you know, that, that. Subsequently, has created some some friction with certain people and certain groups, and I think that, you know, in the in the words of Lee Otten, you have to be able to address your problems to work on, um, and and we do have some problems in the industry, and I think that these conferences attempt to address those, um, in a safe space, right? Because. Yeah if we can't talk about where we're, where our gaps are our industry is going to fizzle out you know the the people are going to go to more in-house services versus external services if we aren't using intelligence to drive our operations we're going to be we're going to be losing the mark on the x to to deliver the right services based on what the threat matrix is of the customers we're dealing with so i think these things are are people are starting to get to address those i think brian flannery did a great job and, um you know the behavioral profiling the threat the threat analysis side of, of and he really broke it down with this with this example and his story from his own experience on yeah this the, you know I, we all kind of joke behind the scenes on when when the goofy stuff comes through the door but then statements get made or actions get taken and you're like wait a minute that's pretty serious how, yeah. how are we gonna how are we gonna address that and i think I think Brian Flannery did a great job at that. Um,
0: and good on Brian for having the wherewithal to know that the the specific um, case he used involved a lyric from a willingness Nelson song. Uh, which, by the way, I never want to hear that song again. <laughs> it's no. Very creepy now. Um, no. That said, I believe it said, see you around or I'll see you around and he immediately picked up on wait a minute i i know that lyric from somewhere and it was indeed a threat that would have gone missed had someone not paid close attention and really analyzed the communication from the threat
1: well Well, i'll tell you I i think i think there's a training there's a training there for corrections departments that that and and um you know like michigan department of corrections for example i mean so many communications are hidden within those letters and those and those phone calls that are now recorded or documented or viewed um and some of that's used for for subsequent court hearings right so if you get on me i mean when you when you're in the jail the first thing they say or the prison is to say this is a recorded line right Um, you know and and you know it it the way he used that is is they looked at everything and then he even said we went in and and really dove in. We 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 put you know undercover folks and in, in contacts, placement and access into to be able to collect on this threat that was against one person. But the the overall story there that I got from that was through public private partnerships, right? We have to better do this yep. in, in collaboration to better mitigate risk. Like we do that with the healthcare client, right? We, yep. We focus on collecting all aspects of of the threat matrix, um, partnering with public and private entities. And I and I think there should be a focus on this with these conferences, right? Um, on standardizing what that looks like, both from the governmental perspective and the private sector perspective, because we only have so much power when we're dealing with subjects of conflict. Um, where you know we can protect we can we can mitigate we can encompass the bubble around that around that subject or their their ecosystem but we don't really have the ability to intervene um without you know there being a threat threshold that gets met and then sure. and and I think that's where it was really good to hear that there's agencies out there doing that out of what we've seen um and and it, I thought it was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive just to yeah. hear that. The other thing that I really liked is just the social time with everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got to see a lot of people and hear where, they're, where they've moved. We got to see you know, um, former coworkers who have moved on and work with other you know, groups and they're thriving. And I, I think that's the mission of, of good leaders in this industry is to, is to get people in, in no matter where we see them they're thriving and and that's yeah. the goal right i mean i've learned so much from so many people in that room um that's made me a better leader um and i and i think that's why i like going you know to to the ipsb conference it's 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 more about i want to grow iron sharpens iron right i think is yeah. where is where it's at
0: well, I want to go back for just one second to getting all hands on deck on the stage to talk about EP standards. Um, I because I thought, uh, you know, let's be candid. I think everyone was expecting a, a bit of a discord on stage, so I was super happy to see that it didn't it didn't get to that point. And I think, you know, it was I think it was Chris Story who summed it up in the end to really speaking to what we're talking about across the board, which I think is the future of the entire industry is more alignment with synergy, collaboration, and all coming together. You know, he, he said it just like you did. There's one goal. We all want the same thing, better standards that every, everyone can kind of adhere to. So there's some sort of bar um, in, in a new way. It's just the roads to get there and the specifics look a little bit different depending on who you're talking to. So I think it's so important to, to have moments like that where everyone is sitting together on the same stage because that needs to be the tune, right? That needs to happen more often. And we need to see these leaders collectively together more often having open conversations that don't, that don't take a left turn.
1: Um, Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I just want to add to that. I think that the industry understands it's pivoting, but We don't understand who the key players in helping pivot are going to be yet. And I think there's some shining stars coming out in that. Um, I, I mean, I have my opinion of who they are. I have my opinion of, of what's hindering. And I think what's hindering is the stigma of this is how it's always been done, right? That's the death song of any organization or industry. Any,
0: any organization, company, anything,
1: you like, have to change. Yeah. When we're not looking at cultural expansion, or you know, I mean, I've watched a lot of people grow. I, I feel like I've grown over the years, you know, out of out of either bad habits or or certain certain issues. And um, you know, you cannot like the way things are somewhere, but you know, when people grow out of that, we have to accept the growth and we have to understand what can we do to be part of that. And yeah. I think that's where. You know, the industry is starting to catch on to that. We have people that are going to retire in the next 10, 15 years. Do we have new people that are going to come in? Um, what we don't have right now is this post 911 era veteran warfighter coming out into the industry again, right? Um, being so far away from that now doesn't say we don't have warfighters, but we don't have the magnitude of what we had,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know, from yeah.
1: 2002 to. 2010 right home coming out getting in the industry that's that's an interesting concept because you're going to start seeing guys that are have less training militarily or from a law enforcement standpoint because budget reductions or conflict reduction but you're going to see i think a more educated technical protector come from that right because I mean, I'll, I'll just put it like this. Well, some people were sitting behind a desk or sitting in a classroom. Some of us were, were off fighting wars or or deploying and came home, didn't know what else to do. So we just got into this industry. Yeah. Um, as where some guys are, they're going to school, they're getting master's degrees. They're getting, you know, right. some guys are working on their PhD um, and they're able to do that, you know, because, you know, there's not a conflict going on. There's not this... There's not this mass consumption into the military right now. Um, and that's interesting because you're gonna see a different style of protector. You're gonna see a calmer protector, I believe. You're gonna see a more, a more open-minded protector. You know, we we do ourselves no favors. We come out of the military and we say, This is how we this is how we've done it, this is what we know. And then there's guys that are like, give me more knowledge, give me more knowledge, give me more knowledge. And that's the beauty of what I'm seeing the industry turn into is there is so much knowledge. There are so many people with really, really good experience. Um, whether it be military contracting, government services, OGA, whatever it is, they're coming into this with a, with a, with a lot of experience and training and the young guys need to ad- adopt those folks in their life. Right. And, and they need to feed off that. Cause they're not going to get the opportunity to get those same experiences unless we enter another conflict. Like we, like we had, Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's, that's a really, cause I mean, a lot of people on those stages are super experienced people that contracted, they worked overseas, they worked in the intelligence community and they were there during this time of uncertainty. And somebody said to me at the conference, do you think it was more uncertain then than it is now? I'd say no we knew what we were dealing with we knew who we were fighting we knew what was going on we knew we knew kind of the threat matrix and now there's more threats than there's ever been and kind of the white noise is quieter than it's ever been so it's a weird dynamic where we're at in the industry right yeah. we're dealing with we're dealing with threats that are all over the place and i think these conferences are starting to they're going to start taking some of the older guys in the industry Using that knowledge and experience of worst case scenario, worst case environments, but what we can't do is get tunnel vision on that and lose focus on the emerging threats that are facing the industry and our customer base.
0: Jake, I want to hear from you since this was your first conference and you got to, you did get to sit on a few panels. I mean, what was you, what was your takeaway? Like in the learning moments, what, what did you sit with and go, oh, huh? Yeah, that's interesting.
2: Well, uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't get to sit on too many speakers or panels, but um, I learned the most from honestly sitting at the booth and just meeting people from all walks of life. And um, I actually wanted to piggyback off of what Steve said, because it was something that I was going to bring up about um, the shift in the new type of protector that we're going to see. I mean, I saw it firsthand. So, I mean, probably the two youngest guys that were there, there were these two Marines younger than I am.
1: They mm-hmm. just got
2: out of the Marine Corps, but out of everyone, like probably over a hundred people that I talked to that entire conference, they were constantly picking my brain about intelligence. They're saying, how can I use this with my job? How can I use this to get better? And I think it really speaks to what Steve is saying that we're going to see a new generation of protectors. I mean, I mean, they handled themselves well. I mean, you could tell that, I mean, yeah, they have the soft skills. I mean, they know how to communicate, but the fact that they had the eagerness to want to learn. I mean, yeah. I probably, you know, they're probably picking my brain for over an hour on at like every single day that we were there. But uh, yeah, I mean, just learning from the different walks of life. I mean, I got to go and check some other people's booths out and um, seeing, um, you know, just like how people come from the more technology based, you have more people. I mean, granted, most people are more security based. They go to IPSB, but um, The uh, technology and intelligence-driven guys, I really had an interesting time talking to them because, like I said, it it applies just as much for security as it does intelligence, I believe, for we all want the same thing, but it seems like everybody kind of has their own way of going about doing it, right? So, I mean, it seems like, at the end of the day, we want to protect people, we want to protect information, at least from an intelligence standpoint, and we all kind of do that, but... Yeah. I mean it was great. I mean Steve really said most of what I was going to say honestly, but uh yeah, I mean I just had a great time. That's the first conference I've ever been to. It, I had a blast. I learned a ton.
0: You know what, here's the thing though. This is, and this speaks to the conference and kind of what I was what I was saying earlier. The fact that it it provides and you know it speaks to you too Jake, but I mean the overall atmosphere of the conference, the fact that Two younger guys felt comfortable just walking up and chatting it up. I mean, that says something, I think. I that that's I guess hitting on also what I was trying to say, the comfortability at the conference. You know, like even walking around, I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, I don't know everyone, obviously, but the difference is that at that conference, I feel completely comfortable just sitting at a table of complete random people that I don't know and saying, Hey, I'm Natasha. You know, I'm at the North group. Who are you with? What's your name? Where are you from? You know? And and it just is an overall, I think it's just a more inviting feel because of the size of it. And it is um, just, I think it's a good group of people. Honestly, I really do. Steve, do you get that sense of, um, you just feel like you're you're more at home almost, is what I would say in that environment. Yeah, I mean, I've been
1: going there for several years to that conference. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one conference I, I I enjoy going to because of the people that attend it. Um and and there's a lot of people, you know, that we get to work with throughout the year that it's it just makes a lot of sense. Um yeah. I think that I feel as if it's becoming a more close knit, trusted environment. I think we need to do better at communicating with each other outside of the conference, even yeah. if we don't work together. I, I think, you know, it would be a great idea to have, you know, quarterly virtual, you know, or once a year virtual
0: I love that idea. I love that idea.
1: Um, I think it's kind of one of those things where if people are focused on community, the community, um, the close protector community, right, and how we can help each other. And again, it shouldn't be about feeding business. I still I see a lot of guys that show up to these things and all they do is focus on, you know, how can I get business instead of building relationships or they don't talk to people that they don't think can give them business. But there's a few people that all they do is just network they don't and i've learned i don't ask anybody for anything right i i just i go there build relationships you know get dinner and 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 with folks that i i want to be around and and it's and it's a good environment it's a that's what it's about i mean that's that's what building your network is about
0: So I just want to read because I I did post on my LinkedIn and I asked people to share their feedback of the conference. Um, I have to say it was overwhelmingly super positive. Uh, You know, it was about catching up with people, enjoying the panels. Um, Let's see. David Gonzalez writes, meeting up with friends in the industry was my favorite part, particularly great as I got to see people I haven't seen in a while. I think that's the theme of it, right? Like, this conference in particular as you nailed it steve is just all about building relationships and seeing each other and catching up Um, everyone also was commenting on looking forward to see what the next year brings because the numbers grew quite a bit from last year to this year and i know it was either chuck or chris that said they kept hearing like this is this is the one conference like i won't miss this is it this is the one i refuse to miss so you know those guys for all the work they did and and you know i would just like to remind anyone listening like everyone on the board who planned this also has a full-time job so you know it it is a lot to take on um and i think they did a great job um i especially loved the fact that they even had their own coffee blend created <laughs> i mean it's i those little nuances and details um speak to me just because i know like those even take an incredible amount of time to plan and and make that happen and put things into production and then get it there. And so, kudos to everyone involved. I had a great time. Um, and because I was emceeing it, I didn't have as much time on the back end at night that I would have liked to have seen people and and hung out. But I'm even hearing from those people now, like, oh, you know, it was great to briefly see you. Let's let's check more. But I I would like to remind people of what Craig McKim wrote today. He said, okay, now yes, we had a great time in Vegas and it was a great conference, but remember to actually follow up with all the people you met because otherwise it's just another trip to Vegas. Like follow up on those relationships and those contacts. So you actually build something out of the trip besides just a good time. I think he said, put the work in network, which I thought was kind of funny
1: it's really 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 important i've got a stack of cards that i'm going to go through i'm going to yeah. respond to people whose cards i don't even have i'm going to i'm going to you know I've, I've been trying to make it a because i historically i i suck at this if if in years past where even if i don't know you and we met i snap a picture of your badge I, I just i you know great to see you yeah. um i want to say that we live in such a volatile community. We we work a lot. Some of us, you never know what somebody's dealing with. Yep. So just saying hi to somebody, you don't know what it's going to do to change their day. And I think that's really important, you know, not to not to quote the kindness crusaders of the world. Yes, but, yes, you know,
0: TKG, the kindness but,
1: games. But being being kind, you know, um, to people if if somebody frustrates you in the industry talk to them grab a drink with them i mean this whole the one thing that is changing about our industry that's amazing and you can see it at these conferences is ego
0: yeah
1: um is ego and and i think it's really important that people just humble themselves and build community i mean you know i i live that be quiet And in quietly, quietly let them watch you succeed mentality. But we're a small community and a much smaller, you know, brother, sisterhood of folks that that do what we do, where we have to connect with one another. Craig's absolutely right. You got to be you've got to be showing the growth of yourself and your business and your industry and your capabilities and your desire to grow for people to gravitate towards you.
0: Now we've obviously raw rod and I have much love for everyone involved with this conference, but you did say in the beginning, Steve, there were things you would like to see more of. Can you kind of add to that? Like what what would you like to see more of specifically?
1: Well, I think, so there's a lot of things and this isn't gonna take away from any of the great things people do. Like you said, all these, all these folks have full-time jobs. Um, but I'd like to see more of the entrepreneurial side of the business, and 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 I think it'd be great to have a full presentation on a, on how to market your your company yourself as a protector. Um, what not just qualifications, but what makes sense? Um, I talked to several people that had a lot to say about some of our intel briefs and, and different things that we've done over the over the year. Um, but one of the best feedbacks I got was from somebody I've never met and said, Hey, you guys have been spot on on a lot of your threat assessments and intelligence stuff. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And then the guy like disappeared. I don't know who he was, but, um, <laughs> but it was really cool. And, and I got his card somewhere, but what I, what I got away from that was, okay, we've changed how we, how we market. We aren't clingy. We don't, we're not begging for people to come to TNG or, or work with us. We just want to wake up every day and change the world. And that's our, that's our brand, right? That's what we get yeah. up to do. Share we have, knowledge. We, we have a heart for that. And I think that it's really important that, you know, I've adopted that more than I had the year before, the year before that, right? Like I've, I've gotten more away from, I need to hunt and kill so I can eat. And yeah. more towards, I just want to be around other, other hunters, other gatherers and and the food will end up on the table right the food will end up on the table and and i think that what i want to see more of is that is that community orientation throughout the year i would love to see more on the business best practices what do's and don'ts there should be a whole kind of hour on what not to do in, in in owning a security business um you know uh everybody has something to promise you so buyer beware you know what i mean like everybody can build your business everybody can help you with your marketing i mean you you could you could have five million dollars a year to spend in in bd and marketing and you could spend it and not get a thing from it and that's the real deal that's the industry um what i've also noticed is people people are like wow i want to get the security business but they don't understand the grind that goes behind it i think that has to get discussed on a panel setting with mid to medium to larger owner operators that aren't board ran or or seeking ipos um seeking to go public i think it, you know you take the 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 3 the 10 the 25 million dollar company and you put them on a panel and you say okay what do's and don'ts have you have right builder 20 does this with construction companies and it's amazing they actually have intimate groups that get together and talk about what their issues are as a company and it's amazing it's an amazing concept you sign ncndas but but i'm not saying ipsb should do that what i'm saying is there has to be that type of community around what we're doing um I would also like to see more focus on intelligence driving operations there was stuff on behavioral and and like i said brian flannery did an amazing job but tie that into an operation now and how does that work and there's a lot of theory experience based education behind this now but how does it work when it comes into a business how does a business use intelligence to to not only mitigate risk but grow um, I think that that would be another and diversity and inclusion, I think is really, really important. I think we need to start talking about that. There's uh,
0: we did have concentric take the stage on that briefly. Um, I,
1: it was it was very brief, though. I, yeah. I, think, I think we need to really hammer out um, where diversity and inclusion is, is important, where female agents versus male agents are value propositions. Um, You know, I I think we need to talk about the things that people think about. Um, There's a lot of instances where I'd rather have a a covert EP agent male-female team versus a male or even just a female um, because of their ability to blend in, respond. If if our principals are females in nature, right, it, it makes it easier to have a female with them if they're out shopping these type of things. There's a lot of different things in the operational function of an EP company that I think should, should get, get further discussed.
0: So you overall, what I'm hearing is you want more from an an inside gritty look at what it takes to run a security business from like the side of jumping off of it to, you know, how that functions, what that looks like. And then, also bring in the DEI part where it's like let's talk about getting more female EP agents. How do we, how do we handle recruitment for more female EP agents and all of that? I mean th- those are the topics you kind of want to
1: run. Yeah, I, I I think another thing is is um, market fluctuation and costs. I think we should be talking about that as an industry because you know I mean the reality is what costs X in San Francisco is going to cost different in Detroit. Right. Right. But the caliber of the person doesn't change. It. And then sometimes it goes down in San Francisco than it, then it yeah. is in Detroit. You see. So that. we're basing things off of geographical geographical location based on the cost of living, not on the quality of individual. And that's something I've been hearing from a lot of folks that I believe is an issue that we need to address. Um, the growth of the industry is going to be indicative on that, right? We have to address that.
0: Yes, and I do want to say, if you're listening and you want to be part of this conversation on any of these topics, I mean, we don't obviously have to wait for a conference to have these conversations. We can do it right here on this podcast or other podcast, or you know, we don't have to wait for a conference to do this. But I do hear you, and you know, I'm a fan of. I love your, I always love the, here's what not to do. You know, we did that at GSX with building out a GSOC. Here's what you don't do. Here's what we got right. Here's what we got wrong. And I think that is so valuable to anyone in the position of wanting to start up a security company to hand them a, here's what I would not do again. I mean, that that's always the most valuable. Like I, maybe you know, it, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe I missed this, but was there anything on threat climates regarding the conflict in Europe?
0: I think Scott might have touched on that um, with his intelligence briefing, um, but not specifically a, a panel geared towards what's going on in Europe now.
1: So I think being the International Coast Protection Conference, right, we should have more conversations on the international threat climate facing protectors. And their principles. Um, I think there should be a couple segments on that. I mean, I don't, I don't think we, we can did have it.
0: Latam. You know, they talked a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, you know, but
0: south of us, but not
1: how much got talked about regarding Europe? Because I know that like
0: not as much as you would like, I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> January, March time frame of this past year, right? There were there were protectors trying to figure out how to get family offices, clients, you know, in in positioned, right? Unknowing what was going to happen. I think that this is where intelligence comes into driving the operation, right? Where we got to almost like segment this out to where what a good intelligence, protective intelligence program looks like into a operational tempo based on geographical risk, based on economic risk to that geographical area and then tie that into what that threat matrix is going to look like for that customer. I, I would love to see more of that. I know there are people out there doing it. That's the thing. Cause I talked to them, but I would love to see the conversation around that because if intelligence drives operations, why isn't, why isn't that discussed more?
0: And I would like to point out, I know Justin, you know, he did talk about how to build a successful EP team. So the, that, that, yes. that was, that
1: was addressed. it' was a great presentation. I mean, I, I enjoyed that. I'm just, I'm talking about whole cycle, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I understand.
0: It. I understand. Right? I understand. Yeah.
1: And, and, and we're all coming at this from various, various different methodologies, which is great. But now how do we come together with one, one way of, 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 uh, I mean, there's 50 ways to skin to skin the cat here, right? But how do we come at this from one perspective as a community, where yeah. we're covering all of the different factors? And this really, I mean, so many people cover this topic, but it's bits and pieces of the topic. And my point is, how do we bring it together in one holistic closing? picture. Well,
0: I think we have the North groups pitch for a speaker for IPSB next year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope.
0: Steve Hernandez. Um, well, I,
1: I, so for me, it's, it's, it's more about, I mean, there were some shenanigans on stage, you know, once, which was whatever, but it's like, I want these young people that aren't coming at this with the threat levels and the experiences that a lot of the people in that room have, like there's some people in that room that have, they've been all over hell's half acre and, 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 and witnessed some of the world's worst that it has to offer as far as humanity goes. Right. So, and these younger people don't have that and they don't have that edge about them, which in some regards is good when they're working in Silicon Valley. Um, Right. I mean, that edge has also been a hindrance to some 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 of us um, coming out of the military but how do we help guys understand that global threat picture understand how to understand that for themselves without consulting a company so that they can be better protectors because at this point i just want to help people be better yeah knowledge knowledge is free knowledge should never be charged
0: and it should be sh- yes, shared freely among whoever wants to receive it.
1: Which is why we push all the free products and stuff that we push. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't charge people for them. We're not, you know, we're not doing that. Um, no,
0: we push out our global threat intelligence report to just share what we've learned or seen or highlight threats going on around the world. It's it's, I mean, if if everyone could just collectively share. And, and, and wrap their heads around that. And, you know, think about how much safer we could actually make the world. I mean, think of it well, to a point. It. I know there's some things you can't share. I'm not daft in that vein, but I'm just saying it, it, That's
1: it. You just said it though. How do we make the world a better place? Yeah. You know, there's too many people that wake up every day trying to line their pockets and make them make, make their, make their, they not worth a better place. Versus just making the world a better place and letting, letting things flow from that. Um, I think it's really, really important that, you know, and, and I, I'll tell you, I just, there's so many people in that room at that, at that conference that have done so much and are so humble about it.
0: Oh, such impressive backgrounds.
1: You'd never even know. You'd never know. And I, you know, we just got to stop the dislike. You know, some people don't like people because they said something or they did a job together. It's like at the end of the day, our industry is so small. If you don't pay a vendor or you don't do something right, um, there is a there is a time to apologize for that. Um, If you handle something the wrong way on a project, there is a time to apologize and handle that. Don't. Don't move so fast that you make mistakes that ruin your reputation.
0: Well, I will say uh, that I I have watched you overcome, you know, you're not a grudge holder. I appreciate that about you. You're willing to, you know, like call it a day, figure out what went south with someone and and have a conversation. And I appreciate oh. it.
1: You, you don't, you know, there's no, there's not enough time in the day to complete all the tasks given by, yep. you know, the almighty. So I think that you just gotta, you gotta take the punches, you know? I mean, people, people will traditionally in business call out your BS and then they'll go and, 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 and streak down a freeway and, you know, I'm speaking hypothetically, right. But, and be like, I didn't do anything wrong. Just got to own, own it. it. Own it in and life. You got to own it. it. I, I, I'll tell you, you know, I, I talked to somebody there, um, who, who had done us wrong. Um, obviously I'm obviously not going to name them. And I just gave him a hug and told him, I miss you. You know, well, what, what's yep. a sucker punch going to do? I mean, I mean, really, I mean, what, yep. and that's our mentality as, as protectors and warriors, right. Is we're, we're mean and we're gruff, but you know what? I love you, man. I miss you. I miss the good times we had. Yeah. Me, that says more about a, a warrior's character than anything. And, well, I, and I see so many people that have that humility in our industry and I just love seeing it. Yeah. I just love that. And that's why I love this conference. Cause I get to see people that honestly, over the last 10 years, Twelve years, I've learned so much from. Yeah, so that's why I go. I mean, that's why I support it um, is because of that. And and I su- and you know I I support a lot of things that bring people together. You know, I mean, there are people that I didn't know a year ago that I got to get to know over the last year that helped me out big time, helped us out in Ukraine, different things, and yeah, yeah, relationships get built, and it's like. Oh my god, like some some people I never met in person, but we got connected and we helped each other out and super big successes. It's like wow.
0: It's fun. It's fun to have those those meetups at the conference. Uh it's community. It is, and and I would like to say, in the spirit of owning it, and I did own it at the conference. We just talked about the brevity of the DEI conversation. That was my fault. It was so brief. <laughs> the conference, I missed time that panel. Um, but you know, I'm just happy to see everything we saw on stage. I look forward to having more conversations about all of what we discussed. I am gonna call the takeaways because we're nearing on the 45 minute. You know, we obviously are colleagues and friends and work together, so we could talk all day. So I got to wrap us here. Jake, final thoughts on on the conference.
2: I think it's awesome. I recommend anybody interested in the security industry to go. Uh, Yeah, fantastic. That's all I got.
0: Perfect, thanks, Jake. Steve?
1: If you don't go, you should. If you do go, get more involved in the community, reach out more, reach out to us. If you have an issue and and I'm just going to extend this out and maybe I'll regret it. I don't know. But if you have an issue and you want to bounce something, you want to sign an NCNDA, you want, you want to pick our brain. I just want to see community grow. I want to see our community grow. I think that there's less threats. There's less active shooters. There's less people hurting children with the more protectors we have in the world.
0: Yep. And in the words of Bill Peeler, who I forgot to mention his presentation that I loved on mentoring, he said, look around. If you're young, find someone to talk to. If you're older, find someone younger to mentor. Like we've got to have that relationship that you just spoke to. So there you go. Steve is willing to talk to you. I am Jake, anyone here at the North Group. So So,
1: I want to give you an example because I think it's really important. I met a a veteran there who I'd never met before, who's a... uh, Who's a former special operations guy. And I am talking to him in an hour. He says he wants to open up a business. I'm going to give him every bit of what I've as far as business planning, material, business plans, content, because that's what it's about. Right. And I'm not trying to add a boy myself. I'm just saying this guy said, Hey, I want to do this. And I just said, Hey, how can I help?
2: Yep.
0: Let me guide you. So perfect. Well, thank you. Kudos. And uh, to anyone listening or watching this, we've got a lot more podcast episodes. Go to our website, TNGdefense.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to IPSB for the wonderful conference you put on. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you right here on Time to Head North next time.
1: Great job. Thanks, guys.